1: It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers who do that will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It's hour number two on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He just walked in. He said, oh, my God. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, they were a power couple. And I looked and I said, why is Kelsey growing the fur on the lip? See, that mustache is coming back now, right? Everybody looks like, and I love police officers, but everybody looks like a cop from the 80s. He's Travis Kelsey. He's a Super Bowl champion. She's Taylor Swift. They were all infatuated with it, but, you know, I'm talking about it. Patrick Mahomes said he felt pressure to make Kelsey look good in front of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Bill Belichick said Swift would be Kelsey's, quote, biggest catch. (laughs) I don't think she's attractive. She's a great singer. I don't find her attractive. Superfly, you're looking at me like I just said, I don't believe in Jesus. You don't believe in Jesus? I do believe in Jesus. The Gracie Hunt, the daughter of the owner of the Chiefs, where Kelsey was rumored to be with her a month ago, I think she's better looking. If I had my pick, I'd take the owner's daughter. But he's Travis Kelsey. Did you watch the Netflix? Was it Netflix or was it Prime? No, it was Prime about Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers. It was Prime. What a great documentary. That was awesome. They're just blue collar guys raised in a blue collar situation. Yeah, the NFL, the Swifties are looking at buying tickets now to games to be close to the suite she was in. Oh, yeah, Taylor Swift. Must be pretty cool to be an entertainer, singer who can fill stadiums just like Kelsey and Mahomes can. How come we don't have skyboxes where girls can come watch us do the show? And every time I, got, I did a great interview or made a good point with a huge opinion, she'd get up and cheer and go, yeah, high five. LFG! Did you hear Bill just nail that opinion on Tucker? <laughs> now I get Superfly looking at me saying, "When does this show end?" We have talked about the Lions. That was a must-win situation. I'm sorry, folks. Are two and one. You look at the rest of the NFL right now, the Lions are sitting really good. Yesterday was crazy. I mentioned the Dolphins scoring the 70. But just when we thought, like, hey, the Cowboys look untouchable. Hey. The Commanders could be a scary NFC team. Hey, the Saints, like I said on Friday. I predicted them to win. They were up. 17 nothing. I'm like, hey, the Lions are taking care of business, which Dan Campbell said it after the game, that they, were, they played hungry. So I'm like, okay, why don't you play hungry the week before, right? That's all. You didn't seem hungry the week before. Even after 10 days, rested bodies, you didn't seem hungry. And that was before the injuries hit, folks. That was before the injuries hit. Lazy defense, playing 10 yards off, coaching to get to a tie for overtime. That doesn't fit anything that Dan Campbell is about. And then you hear his speech about the defense and hungry and the offense having patience, and they just went about their business. And the Lions shut down Robinson. They had pressure on the quarterback. That's what, I can't get over the Seattle game that if you lost your two tackles – and you're Detroit, why won't you just bring pressure like crazy? And I get the offensive weapons for the Seahawks, but the one thing that I'll give Dan Campbell credit for with 0-10-1 starts or 1-6 and or they lay an egg at Carolina and you're thinking they're not going to win another game last year and they drop the season-ender on us, that they find a way to come back. So how do you get rid of those low points? But, folks, I will tell you, not just those listening in the Lions Nation. But you can see in the NFL with how physical it is, how big and fast the players are, how good the coaching staffs are across the board. You can go back to the Pacino movie in any given Sunday, and anything can happen. Look at yesterday. The Bills on the road just hammered the Commanders 37-3. to Dolphins 70, Broncos 20. Texans score 20 in the second half and hammer the Jags in Jacksonville. Colts win in Baltimore in OT. Chargers win on the road at the Vikings. Vikings are 0-3. Packers come back and score 18 unanswered in the fourth to win. Browns look really good. I'm telling you right now, the way they bounce back, I'll give them credit. Seahawks had a big second half. 13 12 game. Seahawks scored 37 on the Panthers. Dalton didn't look bad at quarterback. And what about the Bears? 41 10. That game was over at halftime. 34 0. Bears are in complete disarray. Cardinals, what they did to the Cowboys. Steelers look good. Pickett did against the Raiders. And the Niners, like I said last Friday, look like the best team in the NFL. And Mike Kimber, Mike Rowe, Mike, uh, YouTube. Lions Nation Unite. Lions, NFL insider. He's standing by on the roast number coffee. Guess I ain't do my man.
2: I am doing fantastic on this beautiful Victory Monday. How it about is yourself? A,
1: yeah, I'm doing good, buddy. It is a Victory Monday, but yesterday showed us that from week to week, it is tough to read the NFL outside of a few teams right now.
2: The NFL parody is just amazing. Teams that are bad you think that would automatically lose will win. If you look at the Cowboys game, on paper and everything that you see they're very dominant defense and they should easily handle the Arizona Cardinals but the Arizona Cardinals buckle up and they beat them that's the National Football League it is any given Sunday
1: what'd you like about the Lions game yesterday that you didn't expect
2: the dominance of the defensive line in the amount of sacks that they put on Desmond Ritter. Seven sacks, and it came from everywhere from Derek Barnes to Aiden Hutchinson, Charles Harris, Lee McNeil. I absolutely loved it because if the Seattle game... We we're seeing nothing with the defensive line, and they come out with their pants on fire and absolutely dominate the line of scrimmage, and if you're a team trying to make the playoffs or make a playoff run, you got to win in the trenches, and they sure as hell did that on Sunday. You
1: know, I'm watching the defensive app for yesterday, and I get the Falcons uh, aren't at the same level of the Seahawks in terms of offensive explosive uh, weapons, but... Where where was all that aggressive play calling and that hunger that Dan Campbell talked about? Where was that in week two? I have no
2: idea. You know, it is interesting that you say that because if you look at Kansas City, they showed aggressiveness, they showed hunger, and it was a complete fail versus Seattle Seahawks, and they turn around with Aaron Glenn and uh, go attack the quarterback. I don't know if they're afraid of Geno Smith using his legs or what the deal was but it was a complete dumpster fire in that game defensively.
1: But they bounced back, which one thing, as I mentioned before I came to you, Mike, that every time we're, we're ready to say, okay, here it goes, they lose this game, it's going to unravel, even at 0-10-1, even at 1-6 and last year, Campbell and his staff find a way to right the ship.
2: Absolutely, and the players believe in the coaching staff. They believe what they're preaching, and when you have – players who ultimately believe in what's taking place, they're going to fight to the bitter end, i.e. Detroit Lions players. They're fighting Chicago Bears. It's absolutely a mess there. Two organizations where you see one buy-in and the other one does not, and even if you lose in a heartbreaker like Seattle Seahawks, they come in, they believe in it, and that they believe that they can beat the Atlanta Falcons, and they they do.
1: How do Lions match up with the Packers for Thursday night at Lambeau?
2: it's going to be a really good matchup, you know, offensively and defensively. They're very close per stats on pretty much every single category. They got a really good defensive line over there for the Green Bay Packers. It'll just depend who is going to be there for the Lions. Is Taylor Decker going to play Big V? How is the offensive line going to stack there? And Jordan Love, he's a, he kind of reminds me of a Desmond Ritter type of quarterback, maybe a little bit better. And I think the Detroit Lions defense should use the exact same game plan they did the Atlanta Falcons and use Brian Branch, who I think is – the Detroit Lions' new Troy Polamalu with the way he's just dominating defense on the on the defensive side of the football right now.
1: Yeah, after I uh, looked at Branch and someone tweeted out something, you know, Branch goes boom, I'm thinking like boom, boom, Branch, or boom, Branch, the guy needs a nickname. He He's just a human missile. Uh, he's like old school Ronnie Lott. Uh, he's just amazing. He's tough, even in his postgame comments where you can't, play some of them because of the F-word, he's just one tough dude.
2: He is so tough, and for him to fall the second round, maybe it put a little bit of chip on his shoulder to even show out. I mean, right now, the way that he's playing with his physicality, his toughness, his mental IQ is phenomenal. He looked like he could potentially be Defensive Rookie of the Year, and sky is the limit for Brian Branch. Right now, I'm thinking he's pretty much the – best player on defense, and they, they got some good players there, but it just shows what he brings to this team. He is the young C.J. gardner and He is the guy that's going to you know, bring this Lions defense out to the next level that we're starting to see.
1: Mike Kimber, he's known as Micro Mike. YouTube, Lions Nation Unite, joining us on the Roast Tumber Coffee guest line. So Aiden got a going branch of the young guns. Rodrigo was even... Uh, active. I liked everything I saw about that defense. Bottle that. Bring that game plan. You're not going to win uh, every game. You know, golf uh, with missing two linemen. Uh, he wasn't great, but made good throws when he had to. Uh, in terms of health, in the short turnaround, how many players are you guessing that sat out Sunday's win over the Falcons could play Thursday in Green Bay? If
2: I were to guess right now, I'm going to assume Taylor Decker potentially could play. How about David Montgomery back in for the running back and Kirby Joseph, the safety? I think those three potentially could return in this game. I think Big B maybe another week. Maybe you're looking after this little somewhat half buy, but I think those players potentially could return in a significant game for the NFC North on Thursday.
1: Big one. Man, Lions get that. You have... A three and one start, including games at Kansas City and Green Bay and Seattle. Potentially a playoff team. A loss at home, you'll take it. And a two and zero Falcons team that came to Detroit and just got their butts handed to them.
2: Oh, absolutely! If the Lions win on Thursday and we're three and one, I think if you'd ask anybody before the NFL season if this is how it panned out, that the Lions definitely win the NFC North. And the cherry on top is the fall of the Minnesota Vikings in the absolute dumpster fire, the Chicago Bears. So if the Lions can go to Lambeau and beat Green Bay, it seems like it's the Lions' division for sure. I mean, to go to Kansas City and beat them and then go to Green Bay and beat them, who's basically the last team you know, in the North that's fighting, it just shows that it's great odds for the Lions to win that NFC North division and host a
1: playoff game. Gosh, man, we a 17 zip. I thought it was over fourth quarter I that New Orleans was going to win. I'm thinking the Lions could go in Thursday night and have a two-game lead, and then Green Bay decides to score 18 unanswered to end it, and then you get the Saints with a potential game-winner miss with a little under two to go. Crazy. You know,
2: it doesn't seem like they're getting the luck right now that, that Minnesota Vikings had last year. It's out of nowhere luck of winning games we shouldn't have. Derek Carr goes down, then the Saints pretty much fall off a cliff. They can't hit the field goal. So hopefully on Thursday we end that luck. But, yeah, the Packers are getting lucky, and we almost had a chance to to have a two-game lead.
1: Mike, good stuff. Thank you so much for your time here on the Hield Show across Michigan.
2: All right, one pride. All
1: right, Mike Kimber, Micro Mike, and one pride. One pride. Maybe I should talk to Superfly like that when I call him about the show. Like that's it, that's all you got. Superfly goes one pride. Instead of ever, ever, anytime I question you, I go, Brett. Uh, it's two fifty. You're still sleeping. You gotta come to work. One pride. I like that. Girls I'm dating start yelling at me like, where were you? Why are you always golfing with your friends? One pride, baby. (laughs) You're going on another golf trip with the guys? One pride. That could be for any guy listening right now. Our McDonald's of Michigan, huge question of the day. And don't forget about the best burger on the board at your local McDonald's. I recommend the Big Mac. Saucier, tastier, juicier than ever before. Stop by your local McDonald's in Michigan. The huge question of the day good and bad from the Lions win over the Falcons. Good and bad from Michigan's dominating performance against the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. And I'm asking anybody, any Michigan State fan, to tell me the good outside of when the game ended against Maryland. the good. Superfly's not even wearing. It's all Lions gear now because they won. And what I've found is Superfly is really starting to become a bandwagon fan. Teams are winning. He's flying the gears. Look at this right here. One pride. Look at this. You can join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line on 866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show. On Facebook, and opt-in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. We'll get an update on the Tucker situation and Spartan football. And the red shirts. And the transfer portal once Tucker is officially fired. And the short list on replacements for Tucker. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports. He'll join us from the capital city after this network, T.O.
0: From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge.
2: If you wait long enough, the pendulum swings in the other direction. All across Michigan, police academies are filling up. In fact, new sections are being added to accommodate the brave men and women making the decision to protect and serve. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police commends and welcomes these selfless, community-minded officers joining our ranks. We know we have more work to do, and with your help, the pendulum will swing in favor for all of Michigan.
1: with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs that can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com that's beenegart rcom and they can help you with all your payroll needs like i mentioned tax filing and year-end reporting compliance reporting human resources management time and attendance tracking and more all your payroll needs can be handled by the team at bean garter find out more at beangarter.com we played for the
3: thrill that rush you feel with the game on the line i'm herman moore lions all pro wide receiver
1: More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Is back live across Michigan Superfly. Hayes is our executive producer. The Hayes Ranch was rocking on Sunday. and Hanks at 16-1. and 1. Here we go. We do have our McDonald's of Michigan. Huge question of the day that you can answer. Good and bad for the Lions win. Michigan win. And the good and bad for Michigan State football right now. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE 21000. Let's get an update on Michigan State football. Red shirts, transfer portal. When will Mel Tucker officially be fired in short-term, long-term uh, for Spartan Football, a lot going on right now. How you doing, Tim Stout, Stout on Sports? Thanks for stopping by.
3: Good, Bill. Good to talk to you. Brand new week. Brand new week of controversy. Who knows, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, what, from what you're hearing on the inside at MSU, what are they feeling about how many kids will request red shirts, uh, transfer portal once Tucker is officially fired? Is there concern?
3: Well, I have my own personal opinion, and I like Harlan Barnett personally, but when he said after the game against Maryland Saturday that he asked for everybody to raise their hand who was leaving, I thought that was a little goofy because nobody who's going to transfer is going to raise his hand in front of everybody else in a room with their uniform on just after a game and after a loss. Uh, I thought that was a little naive, to say the least. And I mean, it it was... (laughs) It was totally inaccurate one way or the other as to what's going to happen. But I think the next two weeks, are are, uh, keep your eyes peeled, because if you go by what Michigan State announced last week, tomorrow would be the day that Mel Tucker is formally terminated. And I assume with that move, the university will formally announce that. That immediately sets off a 30-day window where any current scholarship player can go into the transfer portal if they if they or or you can declare obviously a red shirt if you have not played up to four games so you could if you've played one you can play three more if you want to and keep you know then keep the red shirt open and the following week is a bye week bill that's two weeks to the next game and i think when you're not playing you're not in a normal practice routine they'll have a number of players and i I would include regulars in there, too. I'm not predicting that. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised in any way, shape, or form because it's it's kind of the, the part of the process everywhere anymore, let alone Michigan State. And one thing you don't know is what other schools and coaches are contacting any of these Michigan State players because that's on the table as well. But assuming that Tucker is formally released tomorrow, you know, they may get through the Iowa week this Saturday where somebody just decides, look, I've got some time here, so I'll go through this week. But once that they're done playing Iowa, when you hit that bye week, then I think you're going to see. I'd just be shocked if there isn't some kind of uh, a number of different names that are in there. They may be guys that don't play. They might be freshmen. They might be regulars who have a chance to perhaps go play and win somewhere else. But I think all of that is on the table and this is such a fluid story here, meaning it just changes by the day. And then you add the fact that this is the very first road game at a tough school to play in prime time at night. There are so many unknowns out there that you, you even if they don't win all the games, which they haven't done, there's such a storyline
1: every week
3: with them that a storylines that we have never seen before. So. That's where I am with this on this Monday, September 25th.
1: Man, think about that. Uh, so, you're going to get the official termination uh, coming up this week. You're Harlan Barnett, you're asking your players who's staying, who's going. You have the redshirt situation, you have a recruiting class that you're trying to hold on to with no formally announced long term head coach. Uh, Tim, you've been around Michigan State for a while. I said this to start the show today, in my opening huge opinion. Is this the low point in Spartan football history, where we're at today?
3: Well, it's got to be close. I mean, it. you know, I, I, still, I still remember back in 2007 in the John L. Smith era when Ohio State was in town, and Ted Ginn, their great punt return guy, ran in the first half. He ran two punts back for touchdowns, and it was 31-7 to 7 at the half. And it was the day the Tigers were in a playoff game on TV in the afternoon, and at halftime that place cleared out. And I remember I went down to George Perlis' booth. He, does, he did at that time the tailgate show with us, so I went down just to say hi to him in his booth at halftime. And you could hear through the open window the Ohio State fans that dominated at halftime in their usual chant in each of the four corners oh H I O, and george turned to me and said we have hit an all-time low we have just hit rock bottom now whether this measures to that bill i think I think you got to play this out toward the end of the year because I don't know how rough this is going to get or how smooth it's going to get or who the next coach is going to be or whether those recruits are going to stay Rather, or completely to the contrary, the hassle just continues and grows and grows in a variety of different ways. The termination with Tucker is going to be clearly a separate story, in my opinion, from whatever settlement he has coming or not coming on his contract, similar with Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. One part of the story is Northwestern's getting a new coach. The other part is how are they going to settle the contract? And it's my sense from what I hear that Michigan State is going to draw a line in the sand. I don't think, depending on how this plays out legally, Bill, I don't think Michigan State's people are going to kowtow on this. I think they think they've got a case to where they're not just going to hand over millions of dollars. Now, that remains to be seen. You know, that you got this hearing coming up, and you got lawyers that are looking at this ever so closely and more closely. I do think, though, from what I hear, Bill, that there could be more developments in this story beyond what has been reported, because the question's going to be, is someone going to report hearsay thinking it's accurate? Or is someone going to wait on the hearsay to see if they can get an admission one way or the other, or a formal charge one way or the other? Mm. And I think that's true in a lot of cases that are just like that. As soon as someone comes out with one of these stories, is someone else going to follow depending upon how the you know the initial proceedings, uh, unfold because if it would appear that, you know, that we could get into a money transaction here, it's amazing how people then, you know, appear in stories like this accurate or inaccurate, fair or unfair. The only thing I think that is absolutely a foregone conclusion is that his termination is coming tomorrow. And a follow up story then simply would be are the Spartan players all going to hang in there a few a number or whatever then remember if they get drilled or get beat at iowa and that's three in a row and you're going into that bye week and then there's another road game coming up and you still got to deal with michigan ohio state and penn state i it's just human nature for those players who are competitive to think is this worth it moving forward because they'll have so many unknowns that michigan state simply cannot answer until this thing is cleared and a look to 2024 with who's going to be in place in the coaching about. and not only that but the assistant coaches too because you have to assume that most if not all of those assistants when this is out of the way are all going to be long gone and a lot of these players who were mel's guys you know they were recruited by the current assistant staff and they may think the new staff may not even want me should i get out of here now because so-and-so school is offering me a deal right now i mean i think these players all of them to a to a player are going to have things to think about and decisions to make you know it's one thing to say we're all together when it's early in the year and we haven't gone on a big losing streak but if they lose to iowa then they are an underdog if and it is the first road game and that's prime time at a tough place right as penn state michigan how easy it is to play there then we'll have to see if that changes anyone's attitude moving forward there's never a dull moment around here you know that you've been around here
1: a mess, man. I don't care how you want to slice it and dice it. There's so many different levels. If you think about it, like I said, can you hold on to recruits? Who's going to hit the transfer portal when the termination is official in that 30-day window? Who will take uh, their red shirt? Uh, What about the rest of the schedule? Is there a winnable game? Maybe Nebraska at home? Maybe at Indiana? I mean, I'm thinking about that Penn State Friday night Peacock NBC special, Holiday Weekend, Black Friday. And that place may be full of Penn State fans who might be ready uh, to claim the Big Ten East. My Lord. Well, not o- Not only that, Bill, that's nine, That's
3: November 25th. That's two months from today. Wow. That's, six, that's two months from today to that game. Man, there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Over the next two months, mm. you know, there's a lot of stuff that can go down, one way or the other. The other thing is, when I hear people say, "Well, you know, they can win it, and they get, it. they might win," well, yeah, but that's down the line, and that, is, I mean, let, I'll take Indiana for example. That's week eleven. That's after the Ohio State game. You could get the be-jabbers knocked out of you there, and you get to the point where you just don't care anymore because no players are left, you're not playing for anything or whatever the case may be. Indiana beat them as it was a year ago, and that'll be different in Indiana's case. They're desperate for wins, especially in the Big Ten. You know Indiana's got to say, that's a game we can win, and we got to beat these guys here on Senior Day in Bloomington. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying if you look at that from that standpoint, that game is still two months off. And then once that game is played win or lose, like you say, then you get Penn State, who you know Penn State's gonna be playing for something. There you know I mean they could I I've got a scenario where Penn State, Michigan and Ohio State could all be playing on that last weekend with one conference loss apiece or close to it because they're all playing each other. So there you know, look, there's a lot of intrigue in this, but big time football with Michigan and Michigan State around here every single year. This is unique and different, though, because this is an area where Michigan State has not been to this level. I mean, I've seen issues here. I've seen scandals here. I've seen firings here. I've seen issues with the NCAA. But obviously a story of this nature I've never seen here in football before, so therefore predicting how it's going to play out. My only prediction is this is not going to end anytime soon where there's total closure and life goes on. And toward that end, like the national guys say, you just wonder how long is Michigan State going to be in disarray. And by the way, those two schools coming in, I want to just tell those Big Ten football coaches: You're not exactly getting Vanderbilt and uh, you know nobody Tech. You're getting Washington. You're getting Oregon, Southern Cal, and UCLA. You just got four monsters that are coming into the league next year that are going to make it just that much more difficult for some of these you know middle teams or lower teams in the Big Ten, where Michigan State is right now, and make it just that much tougher to have success. At least that I see.
1: Tim Stout on Sports on the radio, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. TV guy joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest on uh, A short list, a realistic uh, replacement list. Once the termination is official, as you're saying tomorrow, uh, who leads that list to be the next Michigan State head football coach?
3: Well... Everybody I talk to says anything about that is just guesswork because it's simply too early. I, I mean, if Duke beats Notre Dame Saturday, not only it will, but if Duke wins, if Mike Elko's name goes to the head of the list, but there are going to be other jobs that are open, too. And I would think Michigan State is certainly going to take a look at him. In, in my own mind, Bill, I, because I saw him on TV standing on the sidelines, on the Ohio State sideline at South Bend Saturday night, If it was me, I would consider looking at someone like Brian Hartline because I think they need someone who's clearly young and clearly on his way up. Because for an established guy to come in here with a big winning record, man, you're not getting this thing on top. You're getting this thing where you're going to have to rebuild it. And in my opinion, that's going to take someone – who is who's just got absolute limitless energy is tremendous with the public, which Tucker was not, in my opinion, and I think that hurt him a little bit in the court of public opinion. And and I, I, and, when I and I'm sure Hartline's not the only assistant. Believe me, I think of Elko and Hartline, and I hear that, but I don't think Michigan State is nearly poised yet to that. And the other question I heard today is, who's going to make the call? Who's going to who's going to hire the head coach? Is that the new president? Is the existing president involved? Is the board of trustees involved? Is Izzo involved? Is Allen Howell? Who who makes the final call on that? And how does that work out? Is there a headhunter? No headhunter? Is there a committee? No committee? And a tiller unless Michigan State can figure that out. Because I'm not convinced that Haller will get that on his own. He got Tucker. And you know, once you've gone that area, I think there might be some resistance relative to how are we going to pick a coach and who's going to make the call and when is that decision going to be made that we're finally going to go after someone because the timing is so sensitive at this time of the year as well. I haven't given you many answers, Bill, but I have given you a few questions to ponder that I do know.
1: Like I said, the checklist. Uh, fire <laughs> Officially fire Tucker. Find a new replacement for Tucker. Uh, see the Jones Day investigation through on possible leaks from inside Michigan State try and keep players on campus and not hit the transfer portal try and keep players active and not have them request the red shirt years try and keep uh, recruiting going you know I, all, all these things are adding up Tim and it's not the stadium clearing out and I remember the John L. Smith, Bobby Williams days, once the stadium clears out, I always say a coach is done. Uh, th- these are layers that are borderline death penalty-like in terms of sanctions that could set Michigan State back five to ten years.
3: Well, there's no question. That whoever, where, however, this is going to play out in 2024. And the irony of it to me is the Big Ten is going to change so much. I mean, I can argue that it's going to be a massive change for Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. They just got four monsters coming in there they got to deal with. Now, they won't play them all, but if you want to win the Big Ten title and you want to go to the Big Ten title game and use that to get a good seat in the playoffs, look who you got to get past. I mean, watching Oregon, I'm not sure, Bill, at Oregon and Washington are two of the three or four best teams in the country. That Pac-12, man, and that doesn't even include Southern Cal. So for all the teams that don't have these hassles off the field— like Michigan, look what they're going to have to deal with. You, you're not playing the little sisters of the poor. you, you got to play the big boys. I mean, look at what Indiana and Northwestern and Purdue, all these school records, they got to put up with this moving forward. Uh, it's just going to be fascinating to me to see how this is going to play out for everyone moving forward. But then you take Michigan State and all of the troubles it's going through right now, to your point, how many years is it going to be? And, and 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 even that many down the line how far can you go you know how far are you going to go when it gets back to where you think this is really good because mm. all those other schools and all those football powers are still going to be there that you got to deal with so i don't know if it's the lowest point but there's a long way to go to climb back up to where the top teams are no question
1: and about because it. they are near the bottom in school history in football with everything going on off and on the field. I, I don't think a hardline's is going to take that job. And I get money, and I understand that, but you know, money didn't buy you a Big Ten East title or a Big Ten title appearance or college football playoff with Mel Tucker and his 95000000 million. We'll see how it plays out. Tim, good stuff here. Thanks for the information uh, from East Lansing. We'll talk soon.
3: Good, Bill. Good to talk to you. I'll keep up the great work.
1: All right, there's Tim Stout, Stout on sports, and he's a guy that's on every day in Lansing. He's a messenger. I'm a messenger. The sports gods ask, will you provide people with messages? That's why you're going to be a messenger. Timmy and Lansing, me statewide on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and we have another week of football And the DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping everybody in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Just throw five down on any of the action tonight or... Next week, and you can walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers on the app can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. New customers then can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
2: Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meijer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meijer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meijer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meijer app to sign up or see Meijer.com to learn more.
1: Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring you. Soaring Eagle. Go Bowling for Bucks to win premium play prizes
2: that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with Bowling for Bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Visit Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on The Huge Show across Michigan. Get in on the Monday night action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code HUGE when you sign up. We do have our McDonald's of Michigan. Huge question of the day. Good and bad when the Lions win over the Falcons. Good and bad from Michigan's victory over Rutgers. And good and bad from the state of Michigan State football. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain, text the word HUGE to 21000. Now remember, uh, you can not miss a huge opinion, interview, or show, or hour. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad.
0: Huge.